0: Blog
1: Talk radio. Hello, hello, hello everyone, and welcome to the Journey Home Outreach Ministries online radio shows. This is the edition of Clarifying Your Life with Associate Pastor Kimberly Horvath, and I hear that she has a powerful word for us today. So get ready, grab a pen if you need to, and a piece of paper to take notes. And I, hi, hello, Pastor Kim, how are you? I'm
0: well. How are you doing today?
1: I'm, I'm doing well. It's it's really hot in Chicago, but, you know, it, it right. feels better than the cold. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, you know what? It's like that in Jersey. We're um, in another heat wave. Um, the next several days is going to be hot, hot, hot and humid, you know, but it's okay. It's summer.
1: It's summer, exactly. Don't No complaints. Mm-hmm. I have no complaints whatsoever. Uh, I have been excited uh, to hear this wonderful word that you have. I um, saw your message on Facebook, and it really excited me. And I passed it along. So I'm not going to make people wait any longer, and I'm going to turn the floor over to you so you can bring us what God has been speaking to you.
0: Okay, so you said it. <laughs> I I'm, yep. I'm really excited about this word. Um, we are talking tonight, um and we're talking a little bit differently. We're talking about living as a New Testament Christian. And in order for me to this is not something that I could deliver in the way I typically do. You know, I knew I typically come with, you know, five things, ten things, whatever. Um, towards the end of this there are maybe three or four things that I can share with you, but I can't share those things with you without first giving you a teaching. So we have to come at this a little bit different. Um, I believe that this is going to be something that's going to be more like a series. You know how that happens every now and then. But, you know, God has taken me um, to a different place. And, um, you know, he wants his people to grow up. And sometimes you have Mm -hmm. to kind of go back to basics in order to get people to really understand. I, I have to say that I believe that for some people this is going to be a breath of fresh air, and for others mm-hmm. this is going to be extremely difficult um, because it is going to challenge um, their spiritual foundation. And I have to tell okay. you that I don't apologize for it because uh, uh, my we, we don't whole apologize. ministry is about setting people free and causing mm-hmm. them to understand the Word of God in the way that God meant for them to understand it. So for all of you who have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, then just have the ears to hear it. And if you get into conversations, because I could see this being a conversation amongst Christians, I'm sure that it already is, where people do not understand you, have patience. Have patience. That's all I can say. Just have patience. And if you know in your heart that you're right, it's okay. Have patience because we are all on a road to somewhere. Amen?
1: Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: So I want to talk a little bit first about the story of the wine and the wineskins. Okay? Um, Because we say this a whole lot. We talk about it a whole lot. We use it a whole lot. And we don't really understand what we're talking about. And so I uh, want to talk we're... to people first about this story. You find it in Mark. You find it in um, Luke. You find it in a few places. Mm-hmm. In Mark it's 2 and 2 and 2. In Luke it's um, 5 and 36 through 39. And it simply is Jesus talking to the Pharisees. And it's because they are questioning him about his methodology, again, of course, you know. And um, they're they're questioning him about the things that he's doing. And he begins to speak this parable. And um, reading from Luke, it says, No man puts a piece from a garment on an old one. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. that makes a tear. And also the piece that was taken out of the new Does not match the old. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, or else the new wine will burst, the wineskins will be spilled, and the wineskins will be ruined. But the new wine must be put into new wineskins, and both are preserved. And no one having Mm -hmm. drunk old wine immediately desires new, for he says, the per- and he's talking about the person says, the old is better. Yes. Whew, that's saying a mouthful right there. So that I want to is- talk first about literally this whole concept of wine and wineskins, because if you don't understand that, it's very hard to grasp the story of what, you know, that, that Jesus is trying to convey. You know what I love about Jesus is that when he gave these parables, he spoke in the language that people understood you know people Definitely. were workers of the land, a lot of them they were farmers they were you know that you know they grew vegetables they were people that were craftsmen, and so he spoke in things that were ordinary and common that they understood. It would be no different than, you know, people today who speak. I mean, we still have all those things, but we also have a lot of other jobs these days. So it would be like us adding to that, speaking about people who are Internet providers, people who are construction workers, people who are daycare providers, if we use stories that they can relate to in order for them to get what we're talking about. And so mm-hmm. Jesus gave this story about the wine and the wineskin. So understand that the wineskin literally was usually the skin of a goat, okay?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it was, it was um, they, they would tan it a little bit, and I don't mean like suntan. I'm talking about when you beat it. You know, you, when, you, when you think of a cow hide or the hide of any animal, You can't just take it after it's been dried and just use it. It's stiff, and it's not pliable. It's not soft. And so it has to go through a process to get it to the point where it's soft so that you can mold it. You know, we can't have a leather coat um, straight from the cow that has not gone through a process. And the process is more than just cutting it into a shape. It literally has Mm -hmm. to be beaten and smoothed over and some things added to it. In order to get it to the point where it's soft enough and malleable enough for them to work with it and to create something out of it, and then for us to be able to wear it, amen.
1: Yes, amen. So, and one of the things that I I, I I just wanted to emphasize what you said was so powerful is that it's a process yes. that has to you have to go through, and I think keeping yes. that in mind as you go forward is is definitely a key. So
0: yes. Process. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and people should keep that word in mind because I'm going to use it a lot. Okay. Um, so with these wineskins, basically they were taking the piece of the skin that uh, was kind of like what would be the connection of right, where the hip bone and the leg bone of the animal were. That's what they used for the wineskin. And it would go through this process, and it would be turned into a container that could hold liquid. Now, the process of making wine is also a process. You don't just take grapes, squeeze them out, and they become wine. That's not what happens. And so you first have to understand when when the winemakers were making wine, the wine had already gone through one fermentation process. And it's mm-hmm. a process first, obviously, where you are squeezing the juice out from the fruit, from the, from the grapes in this case, and you're getting the seeds out, you're getting the skin out, and you're really just getting to the point where you just want the juice only, okay? If you look right. at the way wine is made today, the truth is that we might use different tools, but the process is the same. You know, you don't, we don't have to swish with our hands and our feet. We have machines that can do that process now. But the process is the same. And you know what else is the same? What's the same still is that it takes time to go from being a squished grape to grape juice to wine and mm-hmm. to fine wine. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yes. It's a process. And that process takes a certain amount of time. And you can't rush it. It is what it is. So, And there are people that don't like that term, but sometimes in some things in life, it really is what it is. Now, you might try to do things to hurry that process along a little bit. However, it doesn't change the fact that it still takes time. It takes time to grow into a grape. It takes time to be condensed down to grape juice. It takes time to turn from juice to wine. It takes time to, take, to go from wine to fine wine. There's mm-hmm. nothing you can do with about that. It does no. not happen in the same day. Okay? So okay. once you get this wine and it has gone through the first fermentation process, the wine could then be poured into the wine skin. Okay? And the reason why... It's because at the point that the skin um, has been turned into this container, so to speak, um, what happens is the skin is porous enough that it allows the fermentation gases to escape. Okay, so understand this. The, the, the skin itself has now been turned into this container, this holder for the wine. Okay, that's why they're calling it a wineskin now. It wasn't turned Mm -hmm. into a coat. It wasn't turned into a shoe. It was turned into a wineskin. Okay, it went from being a goatskin to a wineskin. And now that it's a wineskin, it's porous. And what that means, basically, is that it has tiny, tiny, tiny little holes in the skin. But these holes are extremely tiny, so tiny that only the gas can escape, but the wine cannot. The gas the can escape because the gas is not in liquid form. It's in an air form. Does that make sense? Yes. It, it, it's an air form. It's like steam and it's like wind. So it's in that kind mm-hmm. of form. It just you, you may not be able to see it, but you can. You, you can't see it with your bare eye, but you can still tell that it's there. Now, mm-hmm. I'm going to use something that people can relate to. It's going to sound crazy, but it is what it is. But sometimes we eat things that cause gas to develop in our stomach. Yes. And when that gas develops in our stomach, what happens? The stomach expands. It, yes. And the stomach gets hard. And the stomach is under pressure. Well, that is exactly what happens to the wineskin. The wineskin expands when the wine is poured in it and the gas begins to do its thing because the wine is going through a second fermentation process. See, it's not wine that you can drink yet. It's still going from grape juice to wine. It has been fermented yes. one time, it was poured into the wine skin, and now it's inside the wine skin and it's still beginning to ferment. And that fermentation is causing that gas, those gas bubbles that is causing the skin to expand. And it can expand because it has gone through its process. Amen? Amen. Now, this this process really is just enzymes inside the wine that is is now beginning to turn into a gas and it's going to go through the wine skin
1: because it has
0: those porous, those tiny little holes that allows the gas to escape. But the thing about it is that this process, it eliminates what's no longer needed and it keeps the good stuff. I want somebody to catch that. It eliminates what is no longer needed, but it keeps all the good stuff. Okay? The wine will not escape because the Mm -hmm. wine is not in a gas form. The wine remains a liquid, and therefore it cannot seep through. All right? It's important Mm -hmm. for people to really understand and get that process. All right? When you eat a meal, maybe you've eaten broccoli or onions or something else that is gassy, and you eat your meal, the gases that bubble up that remain there have to escape, and they escape a little bit differently than the remainder of your food. The gases right. do not carry any kind of the nutrients that you need, but the food that you ate carries the nutrients that you need. So right. when a person burps, those gases escape. But the food does not. The body expels yeah. what it does not need, but it keeps what is necessary for you to live. Amen? Right. Amen. Okay. So hopefully everyone understands that process pretty clearly. Because if you have to understand that in order to understand what Jesus is saying. See, Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit and he says the Holy Spirit is the new wine. Mm. It's the new wine. Mm -hmm. And the wineskins are the people of God.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And what Jesus is saying is that I'm giving you the new wine. I've made it possible for you to receive the new wine. But the new wine Cannot exist with the old wineskin. Now, some people think that means, yeah, the new man and the old man can't coexist. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about the Holy Spirit and the new way of existing according to the Word of God cannot coexist with the old way of existing. The New Testament. And the Old Testament cannot coexist together as you walk your life. You have to walk right. New Testament or Old Testament. You can't mm-hmm. walk both. Right. When you walk both, the truth is, and let me just go back to the wineskin for a minute, because Jesus said if you put the new wine in the old wineskin, the wineskin will burst. Why is that? Because it no longer has the ability to expand the way it needed to. It already did that. Mm. In order for it to do that, again, it would have to go through another process. And I don't know in life if that's really a true thing that can happen, okay? It's a one-time use, these wineskins, one-time use as a wineskin, okay? mm mm-hmm. So if you try to pour the new wine into a wineskin that was already used, so now it's an old wineskin, what happens is you lose both because the wineskin will burst and the new wine will scatter all over and that wineskin will no longer be any good. So when you fast forward that to what Jesus was saying, he was saying you cannot take the Holy Spirit And also take the Old Testament way of existing and walk those out together because you will then create a new faith because you have now gotten rid of the Old Testament as it stood alone and the New Testament as it stood alone. And the challenge that we are having as Christians today is that most of us are walking in this new faith that we have created between the old and the new and we're wondering, why are we struggling? Why are my prayers not getting answered? Why does it seem that I'm unclear? Why am I a son of God, but I'm challenged? Because you're not walking in one way or the other. You see, if you're gonna be an Old Testament Christian, then you need to walk in the ways of the Old Testament. You need to know it inside and out. You need to follow all of the rules, regulations, and laws Basically, you would become a Jew, Mm -hmm. okay? You would be like Jesus, Mm -hmm. okay? That's what you would be like. But if you're going to be a New Testament Christian, then you need to walk in the way that he's talking about walking and doing things from his direction. Now, before people go crazy, I will explain (laughs) in a few minutes, if you just walk with me for a moment, I am not saying that the Old Testament is not real that it's not valid, I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying that if you're going to walk the way God intended for you to walk, you can't walk in the Old Testament and walk in the New at the same time. You have to choose one. Mm-hmm. You have to choose one. Amen?
1: Amen. Yes.
0: Okay. Go ahead. You need to say something? No.
1: No, I, 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 I'm I, just agreeing with you. I'm, I'm listening intently. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. So what happens is, you know, Jesus would do things that didn't make any sense to these Pharisees and Sadducees, so they would question him. So Jesus is over here is the Sabbath day. You're not supposed to be doing anything according to the Sabbath day. And see, here's, here's when, you know, for those of you who mix the two, you really need to look at the work of Jesus. You have to look at how he lived because Jesus came to show us how we should be living. And the Bible says in John 10 and 10, you know, that he came that we might have life and have it in abundance, okay? So in order for us to have that, we have to live the way he did. He showed us the way. You have to really follow his teachings. And then you need to look not just at Jesus, because the problem is that we often stop there, but you really need to look at the Acts of the Apostles. Because the apostles really were the ones who lived the New Testament. Jesus didn't Mm -hmm. live the New Testament. He ushered it in. Yes. I'm going to say that again. Jesus did not live the New Testament. He ushered it in. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Okay? So let's give you, for example, something that happened is that it's the Sabbath day and there was a man with a shriveled-up hand. You know, his hand was deformed. And so Jesus right. healed him on the Sabbath day. Now, according mm-hmm. to Old Testament rules, they, they were not supposed to do any work on the Sabbath day. And so he was questioned right. by the Pharisees, look, what are you doing? And he said, mm-hmm. you know, hey, if you had an animal that you need to help, wouldn't you help your animal? How much more so should mm-hmm. I help this person? See, the thing is that mm-hmm. Jesus will always come back to them in ways that it was kind of hard to question, you yeah. know? And what happens with people when sometimes we get so driven by the rules that we can't see away from them. Sometimes our, our vision is so myopic. We we are looking so small. We're looking so exact at something. And really, sometimes if you just take a few, step back, a few steps back and look again, You might see a bigger picture and you see more. I want you to remember that when God created the earth, he created the earth, and on the seventh day when he was done, he sat down. Mm -hmm. And he is now still sitting down looking at the creation that he created. And he said that that he was finished creating, that he had done everything that he needed to do, and he said it was good. He was satisfied with it. And now he's just watching everything that he created. He's watching it come to pass. I right. want you to understand that, that he took eternity. He took a piece of eternity and created time and put all these things into time to happen. But he's still sitting there in eternity watching it all pan out. hmm I want you to understand that. We'll get back to that in a minute. You have to keep that in your mind, because what we have to do sometimes is that we need to step back from a situation and begin to look at it a little bit differently, maybe with some different eyes. Amen. Amen. So, Jesus says that new wine old wine skins can't exist. I have the Holy Spirit that I need to give to you. And you cannot, you cannot live in this world with the Holy Spirit in the way that God intended if you're going to keep holding on and looking back to the old ways. That's mm-hmm. true of anything in life. You can't move forward looking back. You, you, you can't create a new life for yourself longing for what was behind you you can't create a new life for yourself thinking that, you know, holding what was behind you in such high regard. The only way you can really create a new life for yourself is to just keep looking forward. You ask any person that has ever had to overcome an addiction and they will tell you that as long as they keep getting up every day and moving forward, everything is fine. But the moment that they begin To allow a longing in their heart to occur. The moment that they turn around and entertain an old thought, an old friend, an old way of existence, things go back Uh down that same road. The same is true with relationships. Everyone that has ever had a relationship that ended understands that if you want to get over the relationship, you have to just keep moving forward. And if you don't right. move forward, it's because you're holding on to that thing in your heart, the things you used to do, the way you guys used to hang out, the good time that you used to have. You're keeping it alive. And so you can't move forward. So even when you go and you meet other people and you move into a new relationship, if you keep holding on to the relationship that you had, and and whether it's good or bad, if you keep holding on to it, it's going to. Kill the new relationship and the other one is already dead. How about that? Yes. Right? It's the same thing. A new line, old one. You can't mix the two together because you caused right. them both to die. I think that people yes. can get that one. <laughs> it mm-hmm. caused them both mm-hmm. to die. So,
1: I just want to say, you know, I'm sorry. Um no, go ahead. That Jesus. Said that we are a new creation once we mm-hmm. accept his salvation. So mm-hmm. we are we, we, we can't be in the same way that we used to be. We can't walk in the same way that we used to walk because now it's all new. And mm-hmm. that's why it's so important for people to understand the skin <laughs> process. Yes. Yeah.
0: It's very important. Now, here, here's something yeah. else that people have to understand, is that the process of moving forward in anything has everything to do with changing your behavior. Mm-hmm. Nothing has control over you. Even people who have addictions know that if they don't change their behavior, the addiction wins. Mm-hmm. Okay? You've heard people say, If you want to see something new happen, you got to do something different. If you keep doing the same thing and you expect a different outcome, some people call that an idiot, right? Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen. You can't do the same thing over and over again without changing anything and expect to get a different outcome. It doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't. It just doesn't work like that. Okay So You have to be willing And you have to understand That that Behavior Has nothing to do With the way you feel It's a choice Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Here's the reason why I'm saying this Because when you Become a New Testament Christian it starts with the process of accepting Jesus. And then you yeah. need to receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Yeah. But that's not a feeling. <laughs> that's something you receive. And when you go to the, to the Acts of the Apostles, when the Holy Spirit fell upon them, you will see that Jesus said, receive ye the Holy Spirit. And they received it. And then what happened after that is evidence that they received it. Okay? Right. The evidence that you have received the Holy Spirit is the behavioral change that you be decide to move forward in. See, the Holy right. Spirit is our counselor, and the Holy Spirit is there to encourage us, to show us, to give insight to us on how to move forward, what steps to take, what exactly to do. Do you turn left? Do you turn right? Do you wear this? Do you wear that? Do you know? get to know this person? Do you walk away? The Holy Spirit is to bring us to all truth. All, that's what the Bible says, all truth. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. We, there is nothing hidden any longer for us because Correct. we are the sons of God. And so, mm-hmm. therefore, we have everything that we need to change our behavior but if you do not change your behavior you will be a Christian that still lives a life that does not overcome. So if you're wondering yeah. why Christians are not living a life that does not overcome it's because they are not involved with, with living out and walking out behaviors that cause them to overcome. God does not do it for you. He gives you the power to do it for yourself.
1: Absolutely.
0: Okay? So Mm -hmm. what do I mean by that? Okay, so let's talk about what happens, some of the things that happen when we become a New Testament Christian. One of the first things that we have to understand is that the Old Testament was fulfilled. It's important for us to understand that the Old Testament was fulfilled. Because yeah. many of us are still trying to fulfill it, <laughs> if we were able to <laughs> fulfill it, we wouldn't need Jesus
1: That's, amen amen,
0: okay. the Bible tells yeah. us in Matthew five and seventeen Jesus says, "Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy to destroy, but to fulfill yeah. and if you look at at all the different places in the Old Testament where it talked about the coming of Jesus and it talked about how he would behave and what he would do and what we could expect and what he would usher in, he fulfilled it all. To a T, 100%, including the giving up of his life and the raising up of it once again. All Mm -hmm. of it. All of it. Okay? Yes. So... We have to understand that Old Testament was fulfilled. Here's the other thing that we have to understand: you know, Old Testament. See, this this is what sometimes makes me daddy, because
1: a lot of people
0: <laughs> will bring up the thing about the Old Testament and 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 talk about you know, and, and a lot of times they do it in a manner of wanting to convict, right? Yes. And. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you can't really, like, convict people of that because there's no possible way that you're fulfilling all that either. And the reason why I know that is because the last time I went to church, as a matter of fact, all of my life, I have been going to church, okay? Out of all the all right. years that I have gone to church, I've gone to church for a lot of years. Of mm-hmm. all the years that I have gone to church, I have never seen an animal sacrifice.
1: For my no sins. Longer a need. Mm-hmm.
0: I've okay. never seen it. I've never seen an animal sacrifice for my sins in all those years. Nope. No. I've never not. seen a priest have to go behind the veil to get to the holy of holies to pray on behalf of me and my church congregants. I've never seen that happen. No. You see, there's just things that no longer match up. Because Jesus has come. And when Jesus came, when he died on the cross, the Bible tells you that the veil of the temple was ripped in two, signifying that it was no longer necessary for a man to have someone else to go before the throne of God for him. We now are joint heirs with Jesus Christ, sons of God, and we can go for ourselves. Jesus yes. was the, the one, true, complete, sacrificial lamb. And the sacrifice of his life was so powerful that there is no longer a need for any more sacrifices ever. All sin right. is forgiven. That one, Yeah, I said it. All sin, not the sins right. of the past, but every sin you could think of in the future has already been yeah. forgiven. The question mm-hmm. is, have you received
1: it? Right. You because know, we hold ourselves
0: it, we,
1: hostage. Yes, we do. And, and I, what jumped into my spirit as you were talking about the Old Testament being fulfilled, people don't talk the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi. Uh, mm-hmm. When they preach on it, they preach about tithes. But everyone should read it because it gives a firsthand hand um account of just what Jesus had to come, God was that mad in Malachi, and he says, uh-huh. it. and uh-huh. um, he and he says that he's going to send someone to to straighten all of this out, but you know if you read the last book, it tells <laughs> it tells you about it Jesus you. in the new covenant in the yes, new it covenant does. The, yeah. yes so, yes
0: yeah. and, and 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 the truth is. The Holy Spirit also is interlaced all through the Old Testament. The Holy Spirit mm-hmm. didn't just appear on the scene. The Holy Spirit was there in the very in the very beginning. So the Spirit yes. of God moved upon the water. That was the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That was the Holy Spirit. So you know, yes. and, and and I want to say this so that I don't forget it, um, because I, you know, because you know, you get people that go you know, all different kinds of directions when they hear a word like this. Because a word like this, and thank you for mentioning Malachi, because it prompted me to think of this. A word like this will cause people to say, I'm not paying attention to the Old Testament at all. You know, I don't have to tithe. I don't have to do this. I don't have to listen to the Ten Commandments. I don't have to do any of that. Okay. What I need you all to do is instead of concentrating on what you don't need to do, concentrate on what you do need to do. And here's the reason why I say that. Here's the reason why I say that. Because I don't want to get into a battle with people on what you need to do and what you don't want to do, you know, what what you don't have to do anymore. What I want you to do is I want you to begin to see God through the eyes of a New Testament Christian. Because if you really begin to see God through the eyes of a New Testament Christian with the heart that God has given to you, then you will begin – just begin to understand the awesome gift that he has given us in the trinity and Mm. all the things that you are worried about no longer paying attention to in the old testament they become obsolete they don't even matter because one of the first things that a person will say is i don't have to tithe anymore but when you start looking at the new testament and you look at what god has done and you look at how god provided to you you would say god whatever you want from me you can have you can have it. See, there wouldn't be you wouldn't even be worried, you would be like 10%. What's 10%? That's nothing. And the truth mm-hmm. is that if you really look at the New Testament, it tells you that it all belongs to God, not just the 10% yes. but all of it. Not none of all it belongs of it. to you anyway. See, yes. remember, you know, <laughs> it you know, he came to fulfill. What Jesus did was he wanted people to understand what God wanted when he created us to begin with.
1: Yes, And
0: because we never got to really see it all We only saw a piece of it And so that's why they say the the second Adam Was greater than the first Because we get to see it in its entirety If Mm -hmm. we are willing to open our eyes to receive it So again, before you start saying I don't have to do this anymore I don't have to do that anymore Read (laughs) the New Testament And begin Mm -hmm. to see through the heart of a Christian who is under, beginning to understand what God has done, because I think it would be much easier, truthfully, to let go of some of the vices that hold you captive. I really believe that that as people begin to get a true revelation of what God has done for us, there are going to be some things that are just going to fall away. And then yes. there will be other things quite honestly, that are going to be as simple as what he said when he says, resist the devil and he will flee. There'll be some things that you're just going to be able to resist. Yeah. There are many things in life that we find irresistible, but when you start Mm -hmm. putting them into perspective, you start being able to resist them. And then those, those, those vices that hold you captive begin to fall away. Yes, they do. So, The first thing, one of the things that we understand is that the Old Testament was fulfilled in Jesus Christ and in the fact that the Holy Spirit now is in us, not just hanging out, you know, wanting to be around us, being one of our friends, but literally living inside of us so that Jesus has the ability to be everywhere at all times. And completely all-powerful. Amen. When he was on earth, he existed as a man. Mm -hmm. He was one place at a time. He was not all-powerful. No. He wasn't. He existed as a man. See, and, and it's important for people to understand that because we act like his death on the cross really wasn't that big of a deal because we push it off to say, yeah, but he was God. Not when he was on the cross. No, he wasn't. He came oh here God. as a man, and and let me help un help people understand why he had to come here as a man. Because when oh, God okay. created the 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 world, when the sin occurred with Adam and Eve when they ate the apple, they gave God gave dominion to Adam and Eve. He gave dominion, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. but they
0: gave it away. They gave yeah. their birth right away. Yes, To the enemy. Okay? And so that changed everything. And so God can't break his own law. God said that it had to be a man that would take it back. And so he had to come here as a man in order to take back dominion.
1: Yes. And, and that's what and, Jesus uh, did. And he also was a man. So that he would be able to not empathize with us, but sympathize with yes. us about every yes. human emotion that we go through, every yes. last one of them. So yes. I just want to throw that
0: in. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, and, and, and I'm glad you said I, that because I, there are going to be people who are going to say, well, Jesus, no, 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 he, he didn't behave like us. He didn't think like us. Okay, I want you to go to the Garden of Gethsemane. Okay? Yes. Because it says... That he was led there To be tempted
1: mm-hmm. Okay
0: He was tempted With the things that he desired As a man yes,
1: yes. And what is
0: one of the things That he, he was tempted with food But what is one of the things that he was tempted with Satan said I'll give you all of this you'll have power Oh mm-hmm. See we don't think about that No But he was tempted no. With power, because he was a man. Yes. If Mm -hmm. he was God at that time, that would not have been a temptation.
1: No, no. In his
0: physical state. Jesus really did have all of the temptations that we have as human beings. Jesus experienced those because he, he, you think he didn't get angry? (laughs) (laughs) You think? yeah. There's no other time like when they were taking him from court to court to court, when they were beating him. You think he wasn't mad?
1: Mm-hmm. He said, Father, please take this cup from me if it's your will. That sounds like someone who was thinking twice about going to the cross.
0: Yes. Absolutely. And, that and, and you know, people, people want to get all spiritual about it, about what it meant. It meant he didn't want to do it. and you can't blame him you know like he understood he was going to be beaten that he didn't deserve it you know Mm -hmm. that people that that he had um, broke bread with that he was friends with that he was smiling with they were going to turn away from him you know he he knew that this stuff was going to happen who wants to go through that Mm
1: -mm.
0: nobody wants to go through that
1: no no and he went to the father and said Please take this away," he said. "Take it away from me." Yes, he did. That was, that was his words. So yes, we're on, we're on fire tonight, girl. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, <laughs> so, this is How, this is so. It's so so important for people to get this because you you know you can't live a double-minded life. You can't. It just does not work. Um, yes. and so it it is important for, go ahead. It's important what you're saying. Let me let you say it. <laughs> go
0: ahead. So, so I, and I, and I also want people to understand that with regard to the laws and reason why God gave the law, he gave the law so that people would understand that they needed him. You mm-hmm. know, he didn't want people to become so high minded. He, he gave the law. He didn't expect that people would be able to accomplish it, accomplish it. He knew that they couldn't. That's mm-hmm. why he gave it to them. Because they would have yes. to come in. But we we really didn't understand. Man did not really understand. They were so busy this is what I was what I was talking about earlier when I said, you know, that we are so busy sometimes we see we're looking at something so closely that if we would take a few steps back we would understand a little better we were so closely looking at these laws, looking at what we could do and what we couldn't do, um, what we should do and what we shouldn't do. And, you know, we were looking at all these things, and how we were supposed to do this, that, and the other, and who we were supposed to protect. and We were looking so closely at what God said that we didn't step back to see that the whole point of him telling us that we had to do that was that we wouldn't be able to do it and we would have to call on him.
1: Amen. (laughs) Amen. That was the point. Yeah, it was Bullseye.
0: That okay. was the whole point. So that was that was the whole point. You know. And mm-hmm. and, and, and I and I also want to say this for people who, you know, because um, there are I'm about to start talking about grace in a minute, and people get concerned about the idea of talking about grace because grace says, you know what, you've got something wrong. It's okay. Keep on going. Keep doing what you need to do. You know, um, keep getting stronger. Keep getting better. God has already forgiven you. And people get concerned because they say, you know what, that gives people permission to do the wrong thing. And God says, no, that that gives people permission to get better. It's a process. It's a process, you know. We we always say things like, you know, God is bringing us from glory to glory. Well, how are you going to get the glory to glory? It's a process. <laughs> anytime a person is sick, yeah, <laughs> yes, I know. Sometimes I just say things in a way that's just like, you know,
1: <laughs> but
0: anytime a person is sick, they don't go from being on their deathbed to being one hundred percent perfect health. It's a process. Mm -hmm. And you don't go from 100% perfect health all the way to your deathbed. Correct. It's a process. There has to be something traumatic that happens to you if you go from being perfect health to deathbed, like a sudden stroke. But a sudden stroke is a process, something led up to that. A car accident, okay, but something led up to that. You see what I mean? No matter what, you don't go from one to the other. It's a process. It is. It, it is. is a complete process. And so this walking out our faith, this learning about how to walk in grace, this, it is a process. And part of the process is learning how to accept that as wrong as we can be, it doesn't really matter to God because the price was already paid.
1: That's what See, he's trying to get people to understand. Yeah. They keep yeah. trying to teach,
0: you're not like getting away with, with anything. No.
1: No, you are not. The price is and, paid. And there are some
0: it's people paid. that will tell you that when you do something wrong, that you're nailing Jesus to the cross again. No, that teaching is nailing people Jesus to the cross again. Jesus died so that when we got something wrong, we can get up and just keep going. We don't have to, we don't have to go through a process. People say, well, what about repenting? Well, if you're trying to get better, clearly you feel bad about it. Repenting is not about saying I'm sorry. Repenting is about changing your behavior. Yes. Yes, it is. You know, God knows you know. you're sorry when you change mm-hmm. your behavior. And some people are not in a place where they can change their behavior just yet. I have to just say that. You know, there are a lot yeah. of things that go on with people. Sometimes people do, you know, all right, here's the truth. Sometimes generational <laughs> curses, spirit, all that yeah. kind of stuff, absolutely. Sometimes it's an addiction. Yep, absolutely. Sometimes people do wrong things because they enjoy it. Yes. Plain and simple. Yeah. hmm And they're just not ready to let go of that yet. Exactly. And what I'm saying to you is, God knows about that too. And what we have to stop doing is we need to stop judging people because it is judgment that causes people to remain in that place where they are. But when you start saying to people, you know what, I encourage you, I know that you can do better. When you start doing that, people start realizing you're looking at them different and you're not looking at them small. They start Holding their head up a little higher Throwing their shoulders back yes. a little bit more And walking a little Amen. bit taller You know there's a difference yes. You know when you raise your children If you keep pointing at them And talking about the things that they do bad And you say things like you know better than so and so And you're not going to be any better than this Then you're going to get what, you, what you're saying But when you say to your children You are amazing You can do fantastic things God has blessed you God only knows what you're going to accomplish in life. I can't wait to see what you become. When you start doing that and you instilling that in your child, watch what happens with that kid. That kid is going to be a superstar. That kid is going to be able to stand up when they're in the classroom and they have people who are trying to get them to do the wrong thing and they're going to say, oh, no, 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 I'm the apple of my daddy's eye. Oh, no, 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 I am royalty. I am a royal priesthood. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not going to be bothered with this and I can't be bothered with you because I have things to accomplish in life. See, that kid is going to be on a different track. We have to instill goodness in people in order to get them to rise up to the occasion to be who they truly are. But when we keep putting people in a place of judgment and keep telling, look, when you do something wrong, you already know it. It is not often (laughs) that you do something wrong and you don't know. And when you don't know, the Holy Spirit will tell you.
1: Yeah,
0: And isn't it amazing that typically when the Holy Spirit tells us, it's not because it's saying, you're a terrible person. I'm going away from you. Absolutely not. The Holy Spirit will say things like, "Now you know better than that.
1: Come yeah. on over here
0: and do this over here. Let's not look at that mm-hmm. anymore." Mm-hmm. That's how the Holy Spirit works. Because that is the heart of God.
1: It's a comforter. <laughs> he
0: Absolutely. You. And Absolutely. And in, in
1: all that you do. and the, this word is, is just so powerful. I really want people to to let go and listen. Just let, let hear what is being said because it is truly a, a powerful word for this evening. Go right ahead. I'm I'm right with you. I really so, right
0: with so, you the, with so the challenge that a lot of people will be faced with this teaching is that it's gonna be contradictory to what it is that they're learning in their churches.
1: And all I can yeah.
0: say to you is can you hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying? Mm-hmm. See, you have discernment. And see, this is what happens. You know, religion controls you, but God does not control. God God believed in freedom of choice so much that he allowed Adam and Eve to have the right to sin. And look at what that sin did to the world. Mm-hmm. God is all about freedom of choice. He's all about yes. freedom. And any time there is anything that's trying to hinder the freedom of choice, it is against God. It is not God. God is not in it. God wants you to come yeah. to him how? Freely. Freely. He doesn't demand it. He doesn't demand it. But he definitely Amen. wants it. Mm-hmm. He definitely wants it. And so what happens is in our churches is that we go there to learn and instruct, and then we start doing things. We start putting people on pedestals. We start saying, you know, making people seem like they're almost God. And we start judging people because we have learned right from wrong. Well, we knew right from wrong before we went into the church, and a lot of us went into the church because we thought that it was the right thing to do. You know? So <laughs> we already know right from wrong. You didn't need the church to teach you that. And, and on, no. on top of it, we have discernment. So – Here's the thing, if, if your church is not teaching you about the fruit of the spirit, if the church is not teaching you about spiritual gifts, if the church is not encouraging you to, to live according to the spirit that God has given to you and to operate in the gifting that God has given to you, I'm going to tell you, you are in the wrong place. God intends yes, for you are. to grow. And you cannot grow in a place that is trying to control you. It's as simple as that. And there are many people was, who are called into ministry. And, and I need them to hear me right now. You're called into ministry. Thank you, Jesus. And you are suffering because you are sitting in a place where you cannot do what you know that you are supposed to be doing. And, and your anointing is being, is, is, is being muffled. It is being castrated. It is being choked. And I'm telling you that you have the responsibility to yourself and to the anointing upon your life to get up and to walk out of that door and know that God will find another place for you to go where you can learn the truth about him and to have the freedom to live according to the way he told you. You are holding yourself captive. You cannot even be angry at the people in that place, at the pastor in that place. You cannot be mad at them. You have to be angry with yourself for allowing it to be so. God did not call call you in order for you to be handcuffed and held captive. He has not done that. He has not done that, and you know he has not done that. And I say to you, I beg you, I beg you to get out of that place, and don't be mad at them because you know what? Everybody got their start somewhere. If not for the denominational church that I belonged to for many, many years, I would not be the woman of God that I am right now. But somewhere along the line, I began to have more faith and believe that there was more, and I needed to understand more, and I simply wasn't getting it in that place, and so I had to relinquish my seat to someone else who needed that seat so that I can go to the place where I needed to be, so that I could grow and get to the place where I could be on this line and telling you this message tonight. This is not a mistake. If you are hearing this, it is not a mistake. And I'm just letting you know that God is calling us to be responsible for the anointing on our lives. He's calling us to be responsible, we need to be good stewards of those things that he has given us, not just the material things, but much, much, much more so, to be good stewards of the things that he has given us in the spirit, because those are the things that are going to set people free, those are the things that are going to cause people to no longer be held captive, those are the things that are going to encourage people, so that we can stop looking at the world and saying, and having the world say, where are the Christians? Why are these things still happening? Why are there still yeah. sick people? What is going on here? Why, why are people... Look, these things happen because we are not walking the way God told us to walk. Yes. Here's one last thing that I have to say because we only have a few minutes. And this is yes. probably one of the most important things that I can say tonight about, about when you begin to walk in the presence of God, the way he meant for us to walk. When you begin to walk with, uh-huh. the communi- with, with the Holy Spirit When you begin to accept That God has given you the Holy Spirit The Spirit is talking to you When you begin to, to accept that you are not A child of God But a full grown son and a joint heir with, with Christ when you, when you realize that you Stop saying that you're just a sinner Saved by grace You're not a sinner saved by grace You are a son of the king A part of the royal priesthood That's who you are Mm -hmm. When you begin to accept that, we develop a new way of communicating. We Mm -hmm. stop praying and we start affirming. Yes. We start confessing the word of God. We start saying this is what's going to happen in my life. Mm -hmm. We start talking Mm -hmm. differently. And when we begin to talk differently, we're cooperating with God, and we give the angels something to do. Why? Because the angels are listening for God's word to come out of our mouth. Because when it comes out of our mouth, they have to go and make sure that it happens, and it has to return to the place that it, that it came from, because his word cannot return void. God's word returns to him in the form in which it came out. We, God is living in you. Yeah. So when you speak a word yeah. of God, it's not going out to heaven. It's coming back to you.
1: Yeah. It, it will, so when,
0: when God well, says, you know, I have a plan to prosper, you, you say God's plan is to prosper me, and I'm walking in that right now. I confess that I live God. a prosperous life. I have nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking in my life. I have everything right. that I need. You begin to make confessions and stop hoping and, and, belie- and, hoping and, and, and waiting, but confirming and believing because you confess mm-hmm. it with your mouth and you believe it in your heart. That's the new yes. way.
1: Yes. And you give testimony to what the goodness of God has made your life. Oh, my. Oh, my, my. We need another hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this. We're going to talk a little bit as we go off the line. Uh, because we're with receiving those who are listening later those listening now, you can all re-listen to it. This is the foundation of Christianity, what you heard tonight. This is, that's all I can say, it's the foundation of your faith. And if you cannot comprehend this, you will not move further something so re-listen to it pass it around do whatever you have to do Pastor Horvath my 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 dear associate pastor you brought it home okay <laughs> that was a wonderful <laughs> message and I Crave God. wait because
0: this is, this is too, too
1: you're going to talk about this again um,
0: yeah I'm going to have to <laughs> yeah
1: we're going to talk about this again. If you have any questions or need to be clarifications, email Horvath at journeyhomeministries.org, and she will get back to you. Otherwise, okay. I want everyone um, may everyone receive this message with an open heart, with an open mind, and a willing spirit. May yes. God take these words, and transform them into reality in your life. And I pray this in Jesus' holy name, and I am going to say amen. And thank you amen. so much, Associate Pastor for giving us that great amen. word. And we're going to roll out of here, always do, with how great thou art. And we will see you next month with another powerful word. Okay, everyone, here we go.